But better late than never. Welcome. Let's go, baby. It's Bag milk. This is Ceases. 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 All right, Ceases. Tyler, your rem check is so fucking sexy. Yes, he is. Ceases. And that's where we're going to turn the intro music down. Let's just get to the podcast. Let's just get to the podcast. As always, I want to thank Surveyor Brad for whipping that up. Might be time for an upgrade, Brett. Any new quotes, maybe? Maybe submit your quotes or your clips to Brett, and he can mash them up. Let's get some teamwork going on here. That's exactly what the people at the audio department would want. Fine people, fine folks, fine recording studio. If you check them out at theaudiodepartment.ca, that's where you find where they're at. I've been talking about it for weeks now, months even. You want to record a diss track? You want to tell your old pal Bag Milk off? You head on over to the audio department. You make sure you do it there. The audio department.ca, that's where you're going to want to find them. And the audio department, they are here to serve. They're here to help. The audio department works to create a safe space for creativity and collaboration for artists, musicians to realize their potential and share their message through sound and story. The audio department.ca, proud title sponsor of Better Live Than Never. I'm going to kick off the podcast today with just a quick Toronto recap. If you were with us on our nation vacation to Toronto, this was the first time we've ever done anything like this in the summer. So it was a little bit different. And I got to say, I loved it. I did not like, however, I'm going to amend, I'm going to back up. I did not enjoy waking up at 4 a.m. on Friday for a 6.30 flight. I did not enjoy that. However, when that out of the way, through security, past the gate, Caesar in hand, now we're talking. We get to Toronto Everybody's excited. Bang out a quick episode of Real Life. Throw some bets down on the Jays game. Have a quick bite to eat. Off to the Rogers Center. We're ready to go. We're ready to party. We're ready to live it up. We're ready to win some money. Did we? No. Stomped. Absolutely crushed. Cleveland just kicked them in the pills over and over and over again. I don't remember exactly what the score was, but I'm pretty sure it was like 8 nothing Cleveland after the third inning. Needless to say, not great. Saturday, met up with my boy Eric Johnson, friend of everyone. He took me on a quick tour of Toronto. I uh, didn't have a whole lot of time. It was a three o'clock Jays game, but I got to spend three hours, a couple, a few hours with my buddy. And he just drove me around to some really cool sites, including, if you've ever been to Toronto, I don't know, there's just something about it that I love. He took me to a place called Graffiti Alley, which has just got all kinds of dope-ass murals, and there was a pic- big picture of Biggie there, and there was all kinds of graffiti and the cool letters, and there was like an aquarium on a wall. I loved everything about it. There's just something about graffiti in big cities that just, it, I love it. And I especially love when they set up kind of a zone, like an area. And they're just like, hey, how about it? Let's fucking send the Instagram models there. Let's take selfies for days. Because I'll tell you what, if I was an Instagram babe, I would have been taking selfies on every single wall. And Eric would have been like, bag no, geez, you got to go to the Jays game. We've only got two hours. I'd be like, man, I'm going to cover every inch of this place. I'm going to cover every inch. That out of the way, little touristing of Toronto. I didn't see Justin Bieber. I didn't see Drake. Rude, in my opinion. It's fine, though. Jays game. They win that one. They win that one. And the nice thing about this nation vacation was that we had an itinerary. We had stuff to do. But there was also time for people to kind of do what they wanted. So, like Nation Dan. Saturday afternoon, he and his, he and his wife went up to the CN Tower. They did the walk. Tyler, Jay, and I, we went to the Jays game. Followed it up with TFC, which I'm going to get to a little bit more in a minute. Sunday, back to the Jays game for a one o'clock start. Another loss. That was an ugly one, too. So we only saw one Jays win over the weekend. And I would say only a handful of us saw a Jays win over the weekend because everybody else, like I said, it was nice. You could just kind of make the trip your own. And I think that was really nice about this one. It was a little bit casual. We all had places to be if we wanted or not. The reason I want to talk about TFCO a little bit is because I honestly thought that 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 game was arguably the highlight of the trip in, in terms of sports. 
I had never been to an MLS game before. And if I'm being entirely honest, podcast confessions. I don't really care about soccer at all. I don't. It's not that I don't. You know what I actually, I like soccer highlights. You know when you see a guy like just fucking punt a ball from wherever and it bends like around a bunch of people and goes in the net? I love that shit. I think that's so cool. I wish I knew how to do even a fraction of that. But overall, I'm not a soccer guy at all. So I was excited to go to TFC on Saturday because it was just something I've never done before. Or just a different experience, you know? I like I like watching pro sports and it doesn't really matter if I'm into it or not. If it's a one-off game, why not? So as we were walking to BMO Field from Rogers Place, it was about a 3K walk, 30 minutes, there was myself, Jay, Tyler, and three of Tyler's buddies. There was a group of six of us making this trek together, and we just decided to put some bets down together. None of us care about soccer, but if you listen to BLT Bets, fresh episode out today, by the way, Liam was telling us a bunch of different soccer bets that we could potentially put down and some that are fun. And we all decided as a crew, let's put all the same stuff down. Do whatever you want aside from that, but like, let's pick a couple of core bets, a handful of core bets. We'll all put some money down on it, whatever your unit size is, doesn't matter, just so we can cheer for it together. And then we get to the TFC game, bets placed, beer in hand, ready to go. I kind of got taken over by the atmosphere. It was cool. I liked the end, like the end zone with the people with the flags and stomping on drums or stomping on the the bleachers and banging drums and shit. I don't know how they kept that going for uh, 90 minutes, though, 90 plus minutes. Yeah, there was tiny breaks here and there. But like, for the most part, if you were down at that end of the field of the pitch, you just heard drums and flags and probably verbal abuse. It was cool. They made an atmosphere. And it was kind of one of those things I was saying to Jay, like, when we bring the Finns out to Edmonton to go see an Oilers game, they bring that kind of energy into Rogers' place, which is normally, at least in the in the regular season, can be pretty mellow. But at TFC, on the other hand, they were going bananas. They were going bananas. And all I wish was, I don't know how you could legitimately get it going in Edmonton and have people there ready to go on a nightly basis to create that kind of vibe, but... It added a whole different layer. It added a whole different layer. And then when you add in the fact that every bet I placed on TFC, I won, well, all of a sudden, you got a pretty damn fine little evening of sports there, my friends. Now, I will also say, I did lose everything I bet on TFC on the Jays. They were so unkind to all of us. They just had no interest in winning me any money. Now, do I blame them for it? A little bit. A little bit. But what are you going to do? That's sports betting. The good thing is, I've said it before, I don't really bet a whole lot in terms of like what I actually put down. It's just more kind of spices things up a little bit. But when you lose everything, when you lose everything... That's just what that was my bank. That was my betting account. That was my points bet account. The funny thing was, points bets live in Ontario. We all fly from Alberta, Edmonton into Toronto. First thing we all do, download points bet, load her up, get ready to go. Did we do it? Only at TFC, as it turns out. Only at TFC. But as it turns out, went in there to watch the Jays, super pumped on it. I like the Jays. This is my first, this is my rookie season as a big Jays fan. I was excited to go see them live. I had never seen that, so I was excited about it. But ultimately, at the end of the day, the best game we saw was unquestionably TFC. Well, well, well. How the turntables. So that brought me to the weekly question of uh, the weekly question for for better late than ever. What's the coolest sporting event you've ever been to? What's the coolest sporting event you've ever been to? And I was interested to see what kind of answers were going to come into this because I didn't really put any uh, any specific instructions on it. Like there was nothing like it can't be hockey. It has to be hockey. It, whatever. Like, as I mentioned, going to TFC, I didn't really know what to expect. Left, had a great time. Colin Blue, and I imagine we're going to have more of these answers potentially in the voicemail later on in the podcast, but let's read some of the stuff that came in from Twitter here. 
Colin Blue says, living in Toronto and being downtown for the Raptors championship clinching game was unreal. Streets were packed, people screaming from the balconies. Concrete jungle, baby. That was from Colin. That would have been awesome, actually. Again, that would be another thing. I've never been to an NBA game. Would love to go. Don't really give two shits about the NBA. Would love to go. Steve says, Rugby Sevens World Series in Vancouver. It's two days of rugby, beer, parties, and costumes. It was awesome. So that's the kind of stuff that I wanted to hear from you guys about because... And I imagine as we have, like as we're starting to get into the rhythm of the podcast, we're going to get more of these down the line too. We're getting a lot of throwbacks to past weekly questions, and I like that. But if you want to contribute, I just want to know, what's the coolest thing you ever been to? Have you ever been to a Super Bowl? How rich are you then? Can I have some money? Have you ever been to uh, cricket? I went to cricket when I was in Australia. It ended up being a great time. Again, just like going to see soccer, did not care about cricket at all. Had the best time. The best time. Also, as an aside, this doesn't really have anything to do with the question, but it kind of does. I would love to go watch darts. Have you ever watched darts from like a tournament in the UK? Those fans go bananas watching darts. And I don't really understand it, but there it is. Two guys chucking darts in a room. Bunch of people are hammered. Guy in a banana costume. Who's not having a good time at the darts match? Everybody's having a good time at the darts match. That's just my assumption, but I'd love to go. And I think that's only fair. I think that's only fair. So I'm looking forward to seeing your answers. But if you haven't seen the question of the day, follow me on Twitter, JSBM Bag Milk. I also posted my Instagram stories. Hi, my name is Bag Milk. I do that every week. So that's where to check out the weekly questions. But if you're just hearing them for the first time, hit me up. We'll play all that stuff next week. We'll play all that stuff next week. But before we get to the news, I am going to go ahead and read the latest review. Review from Cool. Always love tuning into the latest episode of Better Late Than Never. Keep up the great work. That's a five-star review. Thanks, Cool. There's a lot of O's and a lot of C's in that. Cool. I would love to hear more of your reviews, please. So hit me up, Apple Podcasts, if you're subscribed there. I want to see the reviews. You can tell me I suck if you want. You can absolutely tell me I suck. I'm not going to hold it against you. I'll play it anyway. Might make fun of you. But ultimately, that's what I want to hear. So if you got a review, hit me up, download, subscribe, all that stuff. Also, still looking for more feedback, what you like, what you don't like. Always want to know that. But now, time for the news. The news. The news. Brought to you by Arcadia Brewing. Check them out at ArcadiaYeg.com, Arcadia Brew Co. on Twitter, Arcadia Brewing Co. on Instagram, and this is your weekly reminder to buy Whistlin' Pig. The thing I want to jump into first is, again, last week, um, unfortunately, we lost, we lost Ben Stelter, and that was a heartbreaking loss for the entire city. But one thing I want to start the news with is if you're around the city today, I'm recording it's Wednesday, August 17th. If you're around for those who want to wish, uh, this is from a shift Mauji. Uh, for those who want to wish Ben a farewell, the procession will be passing by Rogers place around 10 AM. Please arrive Friday, August 19th, 945 and on the sidewalk on either side underneath Ford Hall. Ben posters will be handed out to the first thousand people that are there by the Kids with Cancer Society. So I just wanted to make sure that everybody knew about what was going on on Friday. Um, so there will be a procession for Ben ahead of the live stream of the celebration of life, which will also be happening on Friday. So if you're interested, if you're in town, please, I'm going to encourage you to watch that. I imagine it's going to be well attended because Ben was an inspiration. Ben was an inspiration. And if you can make it, absolutely should. The next thing I want to get to in the news is a little rumor that's been floating around for the last couple of days here. And I got to say, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm excited about it, even though I don't know if I should. And I'm hopeful that you guys can help me decide for sure. On Instagram, in his stories, 
former two-time Edmonton Oilers, Sam Gagne, posted that he was working out for the season. He was just getting ready, as you do. It's mid-August. The boys are back in the gym. But the thing that caught everyone's attention is that the workout gear he was wearing was an Oilers t-shirt. As you know, Sam Gagne played for the Detroit Red Wings last year. Had himself a, a decent season, too. 81 games played, scored 13 goals. That is his most since 2016-17. 13 goals, 18 assists for 31 points. The bulk of that, like 90%, 95% of that, all at even strength, too. Making only 850K in Detroit last year. So, Sam working out in the Oilers gear got this city talking. But, like, you know what? He's just working out and he just needs a t-shirt. I imagine with all his time he's spent in Edmonton that he's probably got a handful of those t-shirts. Well, then Tom Gazzola and Dusty Nielsen do the oil stream the other day, and Tom Gazzola says he's heard rumblings that Gagne could be coming back and that Ken Holland has reached out to his agent to see if there'd be interest there on either a one-year deal or a PTO. Now, I love Sam Gagne, and I want him back. When he came back for the second time, it felt like we were righting a wrong. It really did. It felt like we were righting a wrong. And to have him go to Detroit in the trade for Andreas Athanasiu, never being able to play a single playoff game in the NHL with the Oilers, and again, he's only got 11 total playoff games. He had six with Philly in 2015-16 and five with Columbus in 2016-17. To have him come back to an Oilers team and potentially contribute to a squad that looks like or is hopefully going to be pushing for Stanley Cup, well, well, I mean, we kind of got to explore that avenue, no? We kind of have to explore it. Now, here's the thing, too. Sammy's probably going to not cost a whole lot. Again, he made 850K last year, 33 years old. It went as an aside before we continue. How is Sam Gagne only 33 years old? He's been around so long, played so long in this league that it just feels like he should be 50, but no, he's 33. Oilers on the right side, they've got currently, these are the line combos. I know this is going to change, but it doesn't matter a whole lot, but these are the current line combos over at dailyfaceoff.com. Right wing, First side, Evander Kane, Kaylor Yamamoto, Yessa Puliyarvi. Fourth line, currently a Devin Shore placeholder type. Would you rather have Devin Shore on that power on that fourth line or Sam Gagne? Last year, if you didn't know, Sam Gagne killed a bunch of penalties in Detroit. Sam Gagne is beloved in this city. Sam Gagne's wife is from this city. Sam Gagne is 33 games away from 1,000 for his career. Now, let me ask you this, friends. Let me ask you this. If you have the opportunity to bring Sam Gagne back and he plays his 1,000th game in the NHL in Edmonton as an oiler, are you not on board with that? Even if he for chunks of the season as an extra forward. Do you not want that guy in the room? A guy who's been there. A guy who will scrap if he has to. A guy that can chip in with some offense. A guy with all kinds of leadership abilities. A guy that's kind of been everywhere and done everything. And he didn't get a chance to do it where it all started. I want to see Sam Gagne play in the playoffs for the Edmonton Oilers. And I don't know what Tommy knows. I should have texted him maybe before we started this podcast. But if Tom Gazzola is saying it, chances are there's a chance this is going to happen. And I'm pumped. My body is ready. What would you do? Would you do Sam Gagne one year 750K? Because I would. I'd even match the 50K he got last year. But, of course, now we've got some problems to think about. We've got some problems because we have no cap space. We have no cap space and we still haven't signed Ryan McLeod. So who's who's going to go? 
obviously somebody's got to go. We're just tossing Fogel's name out like the odd man out, even though we have no idea what Ken Holland's thinking to fix the situation. But we've got a situation here. We've got opportunity to bring back a local hero. Hey, listen, he got eight point night. I don't remember how many years ago that was now at this stage, but I feel like he's got a nine point in nine point night in him next year, especially if he's a little con con time, you know, play a little 11, seven Connor rolling through the fourth line, teeing up Sammy on the doorstep. Come on. But Ryan McLeod still needs a contract. And I know it's not going to be expensive or crazy expensive, but ultimately that's a deal that still needs to get done. How do you do it? Somebody's got to go. We've got about 60 odd days. I don't remember. I should have looked at the countdown that Waz does on social. We have about 60 odd days before the season starts. Somebody's got to go. Obviously two months is a lot of time, but you know, again, today, August 17th, we've got just over a month until the preseason kicks off. Who's gone? Who's going? I want to know. I want to know. And also, do you guys see the rumors about Ottawa fishing for Chitron? What's Ottawa doing this year? Pissing me off is what they're doing. I want Chitron. I still think we need defensive upgrades. Okay, so here's a, if you ask me if, which would I rather, if I had a coin flip and I only get one choice, heads or tails? I mean, that doesn't really make sense what I just said there, but you know what I mean. If I only have one choice, I get two options. Sam Gagne or a defensive upgrade, I'm going to take the defensive upgrade. But that doesn't mean I want Sam. I don't want Sam back. Just like last week, I said I want Phil Kessel. I want it from the Lowells. I want him for the Lowells. By the way, it's like 30 degrees out today. My hot, my house is a thousand degrees, and I had to turn my air conditioner off again to record this podcast. Reminder. You are all my favorite people. That's why I do it. Lastly, in the news, we're going to wrap it up. Oil change is coming back. How many of you guys watched Oil Change? Or were you like Wanye, who admitted on the Oilers Nation Twitter account a couple of days ago, he never watched an episode? I personally have a really weird relationship with Oil Change because I was so excited to watch it. And I bought into the Kool-Aid and I drink it every year. But this was a docu-series. And then one of the series, I don't remember which season it was. And Tambellini ends just like, hangs up his phone. It's like, we're on our way or some shit like that. And it just, they were never on their way. I feel like they cursed the team. It was like a jinx. Because that was supposed to be when they turned a corner and they didn't turn a corner. They spun their wheels for, you know, <laughs> fucking decade. So I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how I feel about it, though. I would like to see Connor do stuff. I would like to see Leon do stuff. And I would like to see Nuge do stuff. What are you doing today, Nuge? We all saw that picture of you having a coffee the other day. You look like you were on set for Top Gun. Looking handsome. Looking fresh. Looking like you got a little sunshine. I like it. So... Oil, oil change is coming back or a variation of it. I wonder what they're going to call it. I wonder what the, I wonder what it's going to be like. Is it going to be an HBO style thing? Because I would rather that where you're allowed to actually speak like an adult, you know, but we'll see. We'll see. So there you have it. The news. We're still in the dead zone. It's October 17. Nothing's going on. There's the news for my friends at Arcadia Brewing. news brought to you by arcadia arcadiayag.com that's where you gotta be got it <laughs> gosh maxi we're listening to better late than never <laughs> you want to see a man boy I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. The Righteous Sack Beating is brought to you by Trilogy Oil Field Rentals. Check them out at TrilogyRentals.ca. Trilogy is an established provider of oil field rental tools with full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. They also provide seasonal and project-specific stations in Fort St. John, Fort McMurray, Lac La Biche, and others as customers require. TrilogyRentals.ca. They've got everything that you could need. Ever. Ever. Got it? Good. TrilogyRentals.ca. The righteous sack beating this week comes from a couple of things that I saw on the trip, and it always annoys me. I don't know what is going on with people, and I don't Obviously, everyone's personal situation is different. You never know what someone's going through. So I'm going to preface this with that. But what I'm going to say is there's never a time that's acceptable to be an asshole to your service staff. 
I know that sometimes we wait for things, and I know that sometimes people fuck things up. But I saw it twice this weekend where I just thought that it's just rude and unfair to be screaming at somebody or at least yelling at them in a public place just because you're upset. So at the airport, first thing in the morning, we're just kind of waiting, like waiting an area. Not a big deal. Someone not on our flight, by the way was missed their flight. So we're talking about six in the morning now. They missed their flight and they are screaming at a person in the lineup that, you know, one of those ones that, hey, have you checked in for your flight? Do you need anything? Go over there. The ones that point you around. Just lighting her up at six in the morning because he missed his flight. And all I could think of is like, man, you're the one that fucked up here as far as I'm concerned. Now, I don't know what happened. Maybe he got double booked. Maybe something happened where he got bumped off the flight. I have no idea. But the reaction was, in my opinion, just gross and unacceptable. The poor girl, though, if I could give a sunshine sticker to somebody, it would be her for the way she handled it with grace and poise. But to me, that was completely undeserved. By the way, you're wrong. you're mad at the wrong person. You're mad at the wrong person. The girl that's asking you if you need help checking in, go over to this line, go over to that line. Hey, this is how this machine works. That person is not going to help fix your issue. And lighting her up in front of, I don't know, 60 people, what is that going to do? So I guess I don't really understand why people have to light up service staff. But then it happened again in Toronto at a restaurant. I was just popping in, get something, something quick. And it was just slow. But like, I don't even know what went wrong. The amount of abuse, and we're talking like, I was just getting coffee, you know? So I don't know what's going on with people. These last couple of years have been super rough. And admittedly, again, I don't know what kind of stresses everybody's facing, but we need to chill and we need to be better because the last thing these people that are serving us coffee or helping us at the airport or helping us at restaurants or anywhere you're going want to deal with is you fucking being annoying when all they want to do is get through the day, pay their bills and get home just like everyone else. It's annoying. There's no reason for you to be an asshole. And to the wait staff that have to put up with it all the time or the service industry staff that put up with it, I don't know how you do it. I mean, I get yelled at on the internet quite often, and that's fine for me because it comes with the territory of the job, but a lot of times if I don't like it or if you're annoying, I'll just mute you and then I don't have to see you again. But to have this going on right to my face and you have to just deal with it, the Karening is getting out of control around here. Just really getting out of control. And again, the Righteous Sock beating is just a, is just a place to vent, and just to me, this one, it it drove me nuts. It drove me nuts because I saw it twice in a matter of, you know, two days, whatever it was. But, like, fuck off. Fuck off. Meditate or something. Find a way to bring your emotions under control, you know? If you're getting mad, you might have to note that. That's a mindfulness technique. You're getting mad, you go, I'm getting mad. You're noting it. Acknowledge it. But don't take it, off, take it out on the staff. For Trilogy Oil Field Rentals, there's the righteous sack beating. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Oh, but we're not done the righteous sack beating, are we? No, 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 friends. As I do every week, I request that you submit what pisses you off. And my friend Jake here, well, Jake is all over the voicemail as well. Jake sent in, well, we'll get to that later. But Jake submitted a righteous sack beating this week, and I'm excited to hear it. So let's see what's annoying Jake this week. Hey, Big Milk. I got um, something that I would like to rant about that's not hockey related, but I think it is very relevant to our day and age and uh, needs to be discussed. So I've spent the last uh, six, seven days in uh, Amsterdam and Holland, just kind of traveling around, sightseeing, all that stuff. And the amount of cheese stores this country has is astounding. And the amount of cheese selection that they have is mind-boggling. See, I find that interesting already. I don't know where this is going yet, but cheese-specific stores, we don't have many of those, or at least none that, I, that I'm aware of anyway. Like, I, I don't know where you find listeners get your cheese, but I'm just a grocery store guy. So to have a cheese-specific store, I almost feel like it would be overwhelming. 
I'd walk in there, I'd look at all these wheels, and I'd just be like, what the fuck is going on in here? But this is the greatest place on earth. Let me put my face in all of that. Like It's like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, but for cheese. Like, you walk into these stores, and they have, like, hundreds of different styles of cheeses, uh, cheese wheels. You can actually get, like, a little box with a cheese, a wine pairing, crackers, and grapes. Ooh. Now that, so Tyler tweeted out on uh, Monday as we're heading back to the airport to come home from Toronto that he was hungover and I was eating a Lunchable. And I'm like, hey, charcuts all day, baby. This is a little bit of charcuts with an adult twist to it. You get a wine, cheese, and grapes. Come on. I know that's not a charcuterie board, but you know what I'm saying. I didn't even just take it and eat it on the street. And my question is, what the fuck are we doing in Canada? <laughs> Why can't we have this? Like, that would be absolutely fucking fantastic. You walk into a cheese store and get wine and a cheese pairing as, like, a little snack? Like, come on. I'm just thankful that they don't know what a cheese curd is because they would smoke us if they knew how to make cheese curds. Trying to- oh, yeah, that's cheese curds. That's home territory. We need to defend our own honor, especially if Holland's out here having cheese stores all over the place where you can just get a wine to go, you know? Describe a cheese curd to somebody who doesn't know what it is is uh, almost impossible i it's like i don't even know how to describe it but thank god that they don't know because they would absolutely fucking smoke us in it you want to see a man boy i'll show you a man kick me in the jimmy there you go. There's Jake with a righteous sack beating contribution. And I really appreciate it for our friends at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. If you want to submit it, you can email me. You can just leave them in the voicemail. Just mark it as an RSB. You want to participate. You got something that annoys you. I'd love to hear from you. And that means another righteous sack beating is out of the way. We vented. We feel better, don't we? It's a little bit of group therapy. We're doing it all together. Just let it out. Just let it vent. Just let it vent. You're listening to Better Late Never. In the words of EMF, you're unbelievable. I love that one. That one's so good. The voicemail brought to you by Rig Hand Distilleries. As always, I'm going to tell you. Go on out to the distillery in Nisku, get the tour and tasting coupon off the website, rigcanddistillery.com. Bring it down there, go for a tour, have a drink, meet the staff, have a good time. I promise you, you're going to do it. Be it the beets or the brum, be it the double double, be it the vodka, our friends at Rigcan Distilleries have got everything you need. And now, I've got one, two, one, two, three. I've got about uh, 12 voicemails to get through. So this first one comes up with Scott. You guys have got a lot to say here. And let's see what Scott's got going on this week. Hello, Mr. Bag Milk. Hello, Scott. Uh, Scott here, first time voicemailer. I had a quick question about what you knew about uh, the Evander Kane situation. Me and the wife really want to go grab some jerseys. Do you think he's going to be an oiler at the beginning of the season? Uh, I know he's got that arbitration case. Um, like I know if he wins, I heard that the contract is void and he goes back to the Sharks. Uh, so do you think uh, Kenny Holland and uh, Mr. Mike Greer have uh, an understanding or if it does go that way? Uh, what do you think the chances of him being an oiler at the beginning of the season? Uh, if you could weigh in on that, that'd be great. Awesome. Love the podcast. Love everything about it. Love the kick me in the jimmy. For uh, um, the RSP, that, uh, keep everything going. Absolutely love everything. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks, Scott. So, first of all, one, I'm going to admit, full disclosure, podcast confessions. I'm not nearly, I'm not nearly smart enough to understand how this arbitration thing's going with, uh, how this grievance hearing is going with Evander Kane. I either way, no matter what, if he wins, goes back to San Jose, or if it just doesn't go through, or whatever happens, it doesn't happen. He's going to be in Edmonton this year. I would be stunned if he's not. Because here's the thing. If he has to go back to the Sharks, let's say, and he has three years left on $7 million per, I bet Ken Holland and Mike Greer work out a deal that sends Kane back to the Oilers for those three years, probably at what he's making right now, which is 5125. Then they retain a little bit of salary. The Oilers have to send something over, but Evander Kane's going to be here. I would be absolutely stunned if Evander Kane is not an Edmonton Oiler when October rolls around. Again, 
I say that as a moron who doesn't know anything about anything. So if he ends up in San Jose and you pull up old clips from this podcast that say, hey, Bank Milk, you promised me that Evander Kane was going to be in Edmonton. Well, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Hey, Bank Milk, uh, I'm going to be sending in a flurry of voicemails, so uh, be ready. Ah, Jake. Um, Donkey Volley's not going to be the only one with a flurry of voicemails. This- oh, shots fired at Donkey Volley. I like that. You know what? A little competition here on the podcast. Little competition here on the podcast. I'm looking at my soundboard right now. I've got a full page of buttons now. I've got a full page of bumpers. More coming in. Some new ones coming in. I actually saw an exciting email before I started this podcast, or as I was starting this podcast, that I'm looking forward to another, maybe a song, maybe a tune. We'll see. I don't know, but uh, here's Jake, and I've got him littered all over the board today. Let's see how many we get to time around but if i could give uh, a younger version of myself a uh, dating advice i'm 25 now and i won't say that i have the most uh, successful string of uh dating uh, slash relationships i've only been in like two serious ones slash serious ones um but to anybody else listening i would say try not to worry about it like it's cool to have um, to have somebody to you know hang out with and to do all the cool things with that's kind of outside of your friend group and whatnot but you should be okay with doing the things that you want to do solo and be comfortable with that and if you're able to do that you'll attract the kind of people that you want in your life anyway you know try not to force something when it's not going to be there just because you want it you know what i mean so that's the kind of advice that i would give my uh my younger self that's good advice. That's a little self-care shit right there. Watch out for yourself. Take care of yourself. Go to the gym. Do some push-ups. Go outside. Walk around. Get a little sun. Get a tan. You feel good. Look good. But I agree with Jake. He's 25. He's not worrying about it too, too much. And I respect that. I think I'm pretty sure my girlfriend just arrived at my house. So I'm going to press pause here for now. I'm going to deal with this. And then I'm going to be back to finish off the voicemail, right? Caution. This podcast may contain traces of cheese and cherries. And with that, back to our regular programming. All right, we're back. The missus has been acknowledged by the dog. The dog, or the missus, has acknowledged the dog. The dog has acknowledged the missus. Now they can just sit here. The barking has stopped, and I can finish off the voicemail. Jake, I appreciate the dating advice, my guy. I believe in you. Like you said, you're only 25. Only 25. I think this is another one from Jake. We'll see. Hey, Bank Milk. Um, okay. The one thing I remember buying. I'm going to have to dig deep on this one. <laughs> I like that Jake is just hitting all the throwbacks. He's like, what's the dating advice? That was a couple of weeks ago. What's the first thing you bought? That was last week, I'm pretty sure. Jake's just nailing him, and I, re- I respect it. I respect it. Um, I think the one thing when I like snapped into consciousness was uh, I bought myself a... Dwayne Rollison jersey back in 2006 when he that's a real nice one your first purchase that you can really remember is a Dwayne Rollison jersey in 2006 that's no joke that's legit he got traded to or when he got traded to us at the deadline and it was just kind of like I didn't know who Rolly was I think I was like eight at the time so I didn't know who he was but I was a goalie playing hockey and my the one and only team that I could ever see myself ever playing for or wanting to play for was the Edmonton Oilers as a local boy growing up playing hockey and and then watching him go on this run he became sort of like you know if I wanted to be a goalie Dwayne Rollison, Rolly the goalie, was the goalie that I wanted to be. So I still have that jersey to this day. I kind of fucked up because uh, the Oilers, I think it was like 20, 2008, 2009, or maybe in 2010, whenever we got Dustin Penner, um, they were playing at Millennium Place in Sherrod Park. They were practicing, and I ended up getting uh, that training camp team to like sign my jersey. So the jersey's kind of messed up with all these random signatures of absolute nobodies. <laughs> I can't even read half the signatures anymore. That's Penner funny. signed it and I got Hemsky to sign it. So that like, that's cool. But uh, I kind of wish I kept it OG and left the signatures off of it. I have an Oilers hat. Um, I got it when I was a little kid. I was probably like seven or eight when I got it. And I also have a bunch of signatures on it 
because back in those days, you were allowed to just kind of go hang out outside the Oilers dressing room if you wanted. And I remember going down with my dad, and we was getting we were getting our hat, my hat signed. And the only person that I can read on the hat is Sean Podine. The other ones, they could be literally anybody that was around in that era. I have zero clue who any of them are. But I respect the role he purchased as your first ever thing. Hey, Bag Milk. The first thing that I remember buying was the Three Days Grace CD 1X. And after I got my first job, <laughs> the first thing that I... What was, their, what was their song again? What was their song? I gotta back that up again. I don't... I gotta remember the artist here. Hey, Bag Milk. The first thing that I remember buying was the Three Days Grace CD 1X. And after I got my first job, the first thing that I bought was an Oilers jersey. Unfortunately, I bought a Magnus Payervy jersey. Oh. We all know how that turned out. First of all, I was still hung up on Three Days Grace. I actually Googled it. We were talking about the Magnus Payervy jersey. I hate everything about you. Of course. Of course. Interesting story from when I was in high school. That song was popular. My buddy's dad, one of my best friend's dad, Gene Shorts. Gene Shorts' dad used to drive around with that song blasting in his Subaru. It, was, it still makes me laugh to think about. Uh, I got to say, I blame my cousin for that talking me out of buying a Hall or Eberly jersey. It's uh, very unfortunate. Well, I mean, you got a Pyarvi jersey, Hall, Eberly. At least you could... Ah, you know what? Fuck it. You wear those things and you wear it proud. I always say this. Real Oilers fans have bad jerseys. Real Oilers fans have bad jerseys. I don't because all my jerseys are Ryan Nugent Hopkins. He's fucking sweet. He's looking handsome. Did you see the picture of him yesterday? Handsome as fuck, boy. But I say you wear that Pyarvi jersey. I say you own it because you know what? I thought he was going to be the best of the bunch. I remember watching him score a hat trick in the preseason against Tampa Bay, and I'm like, this dude is going to be legit. And, meh, away she goes. But, uh, I mean, what are you going to do after the guy scores a hat trick in his... uh preseason game that's exactly what i just said but uh speaking of jerseys i got a question for you with the uh reverse retros coming back with the best jersey ever the todd mcfarlane um which player name should i get on the back of this one i'm torn between uh hyman bouchard or campbell as i've got a dry and mcdavid already you know what those all three of those are good choices all three of those are good choices. So you got Zach Hyman, you got Dad, and you got Jack Campbell. Hmm. I think I'd go. I think I'd go Zach Hyman. That dude is just so lovable. What's not to like about that guy? What's not to like? He writes children's books. Never stops hustling. Endless gears on him. Endless motor. He's like he's he's a CEO of like a gaming company or some shit like that. I'm gonna go. I'd say Zach Hyman. But again, all three of those excellent choices. All right, Bag Milk. Your name is Bag Milk. Yes. So, with that, I want to toss it over to a second to a close relative of the Milk family, Cream. And I want to know what you would do for some iced cream, specifically a certain brand, on a day that it's like plus 45 out. Humidex is through the roof, and there's no wind. So I'm going to take it back to, I want to say the 90s, and ask you one question, sir. What would you do for a Klondike bar? What would I do for a Klondike bar? Well, if it's 40 degrees, as you mentioned, and it's humid as all hell, well, I'd step over my own mother to get one. I'd kick her legs out and run over. How's that? Just kidding. I love you, Mom. Very, very much. Hey, Bag Milk. Long-time listener. First-time voicemailer. I just wanted to say, love the show, keep it up. Um, Thank you. Coolest known hockey event I've ever been to was a college football game down in Oklahoma. I went to an Oklahoma State football game, and our Edmonton boy, Chuba Hubbard, was playing, and he absolutely lit it up. But the tailgate before the game was unbelievable, and the after parties were pretty sweet, too. And college football, people down in the States are absolutely nuts about it. It's insane. So, yeah, if you ever get the chance, check out a college football game because it is well worth the price of admission. I would love to go to a college football game. Again, like I'm not a huge football guy. I enjoy the NFL. 
I enjoy the, like I'll, I'll watch on Sundays. I don't have like a necessarily an allegiance to a team or anything. I just like to watch it. It's fun. Um, so I would a hundred percent go to a college football. Even last night, I know this doesn't really have anything to do with anything, but last night I watched the untold story on the Manti Teo thing. And outside of the weirdness of all that, but like they just showed a bunch of different college stadiums during that kind of time. And it just looks nuts. The bands, the people screaming, the painted faces. I'm with you, Mark. I love, love that pick of going to just a you know an amazing sporting event which again at least we're getting some answers on today's question of the week this one's up from kevbo hey bm it's kevbo i guess talking uh non-hockey sporting events i followed uh team canada around for world cup qualification this year i went that's super cool following team canada around for world cup qualifications like how much fun were those games amazing both edmonton games the uh, game in Hamilton and a game in Toronto. Uh, and the game in Toronto against Jamaica uh, was probably the most emotional game of any sport I've ever been in, having qualified for the World Cup for the first time in 36 years. I think all 30,000 people there were uh, just raw emotion that day. Uh, everybody was standing the entire game, singing, chanting, screaming. It was nonstop. Uh, and it was just incredible. And I think there was more than a few people who shed a couple tears that day because um, it's been something that has seemed so far away for such a long time and that we would never uh, get there, especially on our own merit um, and not getting an automatic berth like we might get in 2026. So that was just an incredible day and uh, a memory I hope to cherish for the rest of my life because it was just uh, it was just out of this world. I love that. World Cup qualifying. You followed him around like it was the Grateful Dead. I love that. If you're interested, Caroline Jved just launched a new show, a new soccer podcast called Kicked Back with Liam. As if you don't want to listen to Liam. Of course you do. Of course you do. I think this is Jake again. Jake, is this you? Hey, Big Milk. I just want to um, give out a big condolence to... Um, Ben and his family and to um, Oilers Nation and all the fans and stuff, you know, I don't think we can say enough about how much he meant to us, uh, the team, the city, like it's crazy to watch some of those videos now that, you know, some time has passed and just watch how like the entire city rallied around this one, you know, little boy battling the worst thing that can happen to anybody, right? Especially someone who's six. Right. So I, I can't imagine what um, his family is going through and my deepest condolence to him. And I, I'm on board with the idea of having a section in his honor uh, that the team gives out tickets to kids who are going through similar situations and just, you know, let them, you know, take a day to get away from the hardship that they're dealing with. So that's my uh, that's my uh, two cents on it. Again, uh, the Ben Stelter Celebration of Life will be on Friday, and they're going to be streaming that, so you can check it out. Um, Again, I agree with Jake there. He meant a lot to this city, and it's heartbreaking. Fuck cancer forever. Hey, Big Milk, to answer your question on um, Instagram, best sporting of non-hockey sporting event that I've been to. Um, Man, those Riverhawk games are something else. If you guys... Guys haven't gone to it yet. I highly recommend it. They are a fucking blast. Riverhawks games are great. Riverhawks games are great. I also like this, Jake. You said you were going to give uh, Donkey Volley a run for his money, and I don't see Donkey Volley on my board here today. So you are going to be the voicemail champion for August 17th, and I appreciate the efforts. Best non-hockey sport event I've ever been to. Now, I haven't been to many. Uh, I've been to a few soccer games now, one MLS. But for me, it's got to be when Canada played Mexico and Costa Rica back in November. Uh, it was such a unique experience, not only to watch the Canadian nas- national team play a World Cup qualifier in Edmonton, but how cold it was. It was like minus 16 when they played like Mexico. And it was also my birthday, so it was a great birthday present from the Canadian national team to win it. Such a like, unique experience. I don't know how else to describe it. You know, freezing cold. They called it the Azteca because Mexico Stadium is called the Azteca. So, um, yeah, that's probably my bag, Milk. I also went to an MLS game back in... Um, 
2019, and that was pretty awesome. Uh, LA Galaxy. That's my boy Waz. You can check him out too on Kicked Back every, I think he's on once a week with Caroline and Liam. And he's also got Sunday League Pundits. If you're looking for a little soccer talk, that's him and his boys. Last voicemail of the week. Well, hello, Bagged Milk. Well, hello, sir. You asked what's the best non-hockey sporting event you've ever gone to? Meow. Well, the answer to that question for me is pretty darn easy. It's got to be the uh, HSBC World Rugby 7 Series. Um, They usually go to Vancouver every year. Went out this year in the spring, and it's phenomenal. Um, If you have a chance to go watch some rugby, do it. It is a fantastic sport to watch, even if you've never, even if you don't understand what's going on. Um, Yeah, I've played rugby. I've been playing for a little bit now, so it's great. But yeah, rugby sevens, got to be it. I'd love to go watch rugby, actually. I would love to watch um, New Zealand. I'd love to watch the All Blacks. And then do the, watch them do the haka before the game. I, I think rugby would be amazing. I've watched some games on... I was traveling when I was about 22 or so. And I was in Australia. And the Rugby World Cup was on when I was in a place called Airly Beach. And Australia was playing England. And I don't remember the result of the game, but what I do remember was the fight that broke out in the hostel slash bar I was at, where people were essentially just, if you were Australian and you see a guy wearing an England jersey, you would basically just start scrapping. I remember a guy grabbed me by the shirt and he's like, where are you from? And I'm like, Canada. And he's just like, oh, you're all right. And then he just moved on. And I just thought it was the most surreal thing ever. I don't know why that has nothing to do with rugby, obviously, outside of people watching rugby and fighting about it. But anytime I think of rugby, I always think of that massive brawl I just watched and almost got into. But thankfully, thankfully, the old accent saved me that fine day. And there you go. Another edition of the voicemail for our friends at Righan. RighanDistilleries.com. Again, tour and tasting coupon. Get it, download it, go, drink, have fun, be merry. RigHandDistilleries.com And there you have it, another edition of Better Late Than Never. In the books, we talked a little hockey. I made a pitch for Sam Gagne. We talked a little sporps. We talked a little dating. We talked all kinds of stuff. This podcast rules because you guys contribute the way that you do. And I just wanted to say thank you. I want to say thank you. I also want to tell you to download, subscribe, tell your friends, cousins, aunties, uncles, coworkers, whoever's around you. Scream out the window on the bus for all I care. Just tell them there's a fresh episode of Better Late Than Never up. Thanks to our friends at theaudiodepartment.ca, title sponsor of the podcast. Let's wrap up episode 38 with, or episode 39 with this. It's hot. My air conditioner is not on. And I want all of you to remember that I'm doing this for you because it's loud and it's annoying and it would get picked up on the microphone. And with that, we're going to wrap up the episode.